1: Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Persis Poku. On today's episode, I wanted to touch on the doctrine of life. Or you may uh, even label it as the doctrine of humanity. What is humanity all about? And I'm not going to uh, argue this doctrine from a Existential perspective, but rather from a biblical perspective as it relates to humanity and how God has shaped and formed us and what He expects from us and God's design for you and I. We did not evolve as Darwin argues or hypothesized in his Origin of Species. Uh, we, we We did not eat, uh, uh, come from primordial soup, as he theorizes we're not here by accident we're not here by chance. We came from an intelligent designer who is called God, and God uh gave us some unique titles to remember him by. The constant refrain from the scriptures is he is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That was his calling card. He was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he did so by identifying himself as the one who was with Abraham and was faithful to Abraham. The same God was with Isaac. And he was faithful to Isaac. The same God was with Jacob and was faithful to Jacob. He was. Uh, Jehovah Shalom, God, the peace, he was their peace. He was Jehovah Jireh, the God who provided for them. So God, uh, based on the scriptures. Created us with intention. It was not by accident. It was not by chance. But God intentionally made Adam. God intentionally made Eve. God intentionally made us. And so for this episode, I really uh, hope that we internalize this doctrine of life. Life with all of its ups and downs with all of the travails, with all of the uh, isms is still better than no life. To be will always be better than to not be. What am I saying? I'm saying to be alive or to have been created and formed is always better than not to have been created at all. I do realize that lifes brings with it challenges and life brings with it um, imbalances and inequalities. I, I fully understand those things, but the reality is, we're living in a fallen world, and many things in this fallen world are skewed. The regular is irregular. Uh, the things that God wants us to have, in many cases, have been tampered with. So we live through this existence of an imperfected um, life experience, an imperfected um, life journey, and yet God promises to be with us. All of the diseases that we have yet to find antidotes for. God is fully aware of all the illnesses. He's fully aware of all of the mistakes. He's fully aware of all of the challenges that we have to deal with. He's fully aware of those things. And because he's fully aware of it, he sent Jesus. And it's on that cross that Jesus nailed everything that we could possibly go through on the cross. The rape. Jesus died for the ones who are victims of rape. Jesus died for the ones who were nearly aborted. Jesus died for those who never knew their mothers or fathers. Jesus died for those with mental health issues. Jesus died for those who think they're okay. Jesus died for those with bleeding issues. He died for every physical ailment that we have. Jesus already anticipated what we will be going through. And he nailed it on a cross. And by that, I mean, uh, we can't allow the physical pain to cloud our judgment to the point that we are ready to throw in the towel and actually take action in not being here anymore. We must continue to fight into our last breath. We should never incorporate or adopt this doctrine of taking our lives as painful as it may be, as difficult as the situation may seem, as insurmountable as the um, as as, as the hill may be. We must keep going. We must keep striving. We must keep trying. And I dare not try to minimize whatever you may be going through or the person that you care about may be going through. I don't understand everything fully, but God does. I don't have the power to help massage individuals' emotions, but God does. So I'm hoping that this episode... It's, it's an encouragement for someone that regardless of what you're going through, regardless of your isolation, regardless of how uh, how lonely you may feel, God loves you, and He does not want you to intentionally take your life. This episode came about um, it, it's been years in the making, but in terms of this topic that I wanted to address. But just recently, when I heard of the report about the thirty year old uh, former u s um, uh, contestant winner uh Chelsea chesley christ, I was deeply affected, just seeing how young she was, only thirty years old, and she leaped. Twenty nine floors down to her demise. And it it greatly affected me, just like when Anthony Bourdain, the celebrity chef and traveler, when he took his life at age 61. That also affected me. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to me, I'm not minimizing the role of mental uh, uh Uh, mental health, and the role of chemical imbalances that some of us have. I'm I'm not minimizing that. But let me posit a thought. Those things are real. Chemical imbalances, uh, biological imbalances, people dealing with mental health issues, these things are undeniable but let me also posit this one point. What if a lot of these struggles are not purely biological, but also spiritual? What if we're battling with the devil himself and he's shooting his his wiles, his missiles at us to try to throw us off track? If the devil... Is bold enough to tempt Jesus Christ, he's bold enough to tempt us. And the devil has his uh his his demons as well as uh his own uh prowess to throw us off track. For the believer, we can't uh be uh, uh um, filled or we we, 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 we can't be Uh, indwelt by uh, satanic forces, but we can be influenced. We can be influenced. So we must make sure, as Paul suggests, that we put on the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness. If we're going to live this life the way God wants us to live this life, if we're going to experience the joy and the peace that surpass all understanding, For the believer, the promise is not negation of struggles. We know to expect struggles. We're we're told to endure and expect hardship like a good soldier. God already forewarned us that the times would be shifting, that there would come a time when men would become lovers of themselves, would not take heed to sound doctrine. So when it comes to uh, murder, whether it's the taking of life of another person or the taking of life of your personhood, in God's eyes, it's still the same. It's the taking of a life. God does not want you to intentionally end your life. Despite what you're going through, he's promised to be there to help you through whatever it is that you're going through. And it's all about the quality of time that we spend with him through the storm. Yes, you may be in pain. God promises not necessarily take away the pain, but to help you through the pain. Life is not about subtraction of pain. There are those in the philosophical realm uh, who preach and teach this doctrine of no pain. Live your life and you should live your uh, life to avoid all pains. First of all, that's not attainable. If you live long enough, you will experience pain, whether it's physical or emotional. So uh, to try to avoid pain is fruitless. God never promises us. What I call a hakuna matata religion, which means no worries. We're always going to have to experience some type of pain, some type of pain because we're living in a fallen world. God promises to be with us. God promises to comfort us. God promises to wipe away our tears. God promises to be with us through the storms. That's what Real life is about not just life for the uh, for the believer, but as a Christian, God promises us abundant life, abundant life, a life that's better than the regular type of life, uh, just existing. There are people in this life. They're just existent. They have no relationship with the creator. They have no fellowship with the savior and they're just existent. But we that know Him, we know that God is with us. We hear the voice of the Spirit speak to us. We are reminded of His promises through Scripture. So we are uh, inclined to follow the steps of our Savior. We're not saying we don't have any problems. Christians have problems. I have problems. You have problems. We're not saying that we don't have challenges. Christians have challenges. I have challenges. You have challenges. We're not saying that Christians are exempt from pain. God knows we're not exempt from pain. Physical pain, there's a believer that you may know, or could be you listening to this show. There are believers who are going through suffering physically physically whether it's arthritis, whether it's pancreatic cancer, whether it's prostate cancer, whether it's breast cancer, whether it's anal cancer, whatever it is that you're going through. God sees it all and he is offering you a peace of mind. He's offering you comfort. He's offering you joy. Even in the midst of our sorrow, he offers joy. Even in the midst of pain, he offers joy. So God is offering us an abundant life, a different way of thinking. The world would have you to throw up your hands and give up. And the devil is there to echo those sentiments. The devil and his demons are there to urge you to intentionally take your life. That's what the devil wants you to do. He, he wants you to end your life. He wants you in a place where you say to yourself, this situation is so heavy. This situation is so insurmountable that I don't want to deal with it anymore and I just need to end my life. I don't want to be a burden on other people. The devil wants you to end your life. So he give you these type of arguments. But God is saying, you are worth it. You are uniquely made. And we're going to touch on those passages. But God has uh, a message for you. Whether you are in a wheelchair uh, and, and, and you're in a hospital, whether uh, you're, you are incapable of taking care of yourself, God still has a purpose for you. Every single person that God saves, he has a purpose for them. God has a purpose for the unsaved. The first step he wants them to take is to accept Christ Jesus. Then he will reveal to them their divine purpose. But it's hard to divine uh, to to realize your divine purpose if you don't know Jesus. It's impossible to know what you're supposed to be outside of Jesus. So it's important that you always remember God loves you. And despite what you're going through, in Christendom, in scripture, he never gives us the option of ending our lives. Genesis 126. Then God said, let us make mankind in our own image, according to our own likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea. And over the birds of the sky and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every crawling thing that crawls on the earth, God created us as both body and soul, or you can say body and spirit, so we as humans are body and soul composite. This is what a human being is. Uh, God made three types of souls, and I don 't really don't have time in this. Uh, episode to unpack the three types of souls, but uh, uh, one of the souls is the vegetative soul. Yes, plants have souls. And again, this is not the uh, show for me to unpack that. Then God made the animalistic soul. Animals have souls. And then lastly, or not lastly, but the third one is human soul. So in this life, we have three types of souls. We have the vegetative soul, we have the animalistic soul, and then we have the human soul. And we that are humans, as we read right there in Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 26, God gave us dominion over everything else. So we as humans matter most to God. We have dominion over everything else. And then God tells us we are made in his image. And if you look at Genesis 126, uh, that is the Hebrew word Elohim for God. When he says, uh, then God said, let us make man in our own image. That word for God, uh, the English word God is uh, the Hebrew word Elohim, which is a plural form of that word in the Hebrew and that plurality infers a uh, a Trinitarian, uh, concept or doctrine, uh, the three in oneness of God. Let us make man in our own image, in our own likeness. So in what ways are we like God? Not in terms of ontology, not in terms of deity. We're not divine, but yet God said we're like him. In what ways Are we like him? We have we're like God because God gave us the ability to exercise our free will. God has a will. and He has an eternal will, but he gave us a will. We have a finite will. God makes decisions. And we as humans make decisions. God's decisions are based on his eternality, whereas our decisions are finite. God loves, and God loves perfectly, and we as humans love, but we love finitely and sometimes imperfectly. So, I can go down the list just in terms of how we are made in the image of God, not in terms of um, ontology, but in terms of limited functionality. So, God uh, created us in a unique way, and God has a purpose for each one of us. Each one of us have a purpose in the eyes of God. Each one of us. Doesn't matter how much money you have. Doesn't matter what your skin color is. Doesn't matter who your family members are. Each one of us matters to God, and God knows each one of us. God even knows the unsaved in terms of their existence and who they are and his desire for them to accept him. But for those of us who are in the family of God, God knows us intimately. Closely. God knows you ontologically. And by that, we mean your beingness, right? Your human beingness, uh, human beings are not the same as angelic beings. Human beings are not the same as plants. Human beings are not the same as animals. I know some people in America treat their animals like they're human beings, but they're not. We are different. We have a unique place in God's family. Uh, we think on a higher level. So, or most of us do. We think on a higher level. But you matter. You matter. You were made in God's image. God loves you and God wants a relationship with you. So I hope this episode um, has helped someone. I I, I hope that this episode would encourage someone that's been having a pity party and someone that's been going through uh, a depressed state. I hope it helps. And if you need uh, a more formalized help, there are Christian counselors and therapists that can help you. So please don't give up. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Well, our time has come to a close. We will continue this topic of the doctrine of life part two next week, but continue to keep us in prayer and we thank you, for your financial support, if you'd like to give, please go up to our website. You can give there. Remember to do for the truth, where so many people do it for a lie. And by the way, the code word before I forgive is hope. The code word is hope.
0: Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister, Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time, and remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy messages has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org.